Hi and hello and welcome to the latest Somerset Skypoint podcast. I'm your host, Jonathan Fogler, joined by the legendary greatest math teacher in the universe, in the galaxy far, far away, James Fawcett. How are you doing today, sir? You know, I'm getting a little too used to being in this room. I feel like I'm in trouble or something. It's the the kids that line up here. They sit outside the door and they just panic. Sometimes it's good, though. Um, You know, I'm trying to be the student success, not just the dean of the students. So Yeah, this room can be used for other things rather than just discipline. So we had to do a special podcast. There's so many things we have to talk about. I just listened to your YouTube channel. Um, People can find the YouTube channel. Do they just have to search James Fawcett? Uh, I think that should come up if they do that. So I see it right here. Um, I'm going to subscribe to it. I just listened. You have two videos where you did um, rapping about the nightmare before exams, and the other one's called Geometry Rap to Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. I listened to that one a while ago when you played that. Like, that's awesome. Like, you are talented. Yeah, I mean, I did it for a college project. Uh, got me an A, so that's good. Um, basically, I just do it so kids can listen and then just make fun of me. It's some self-deprecating humor. This was eight eight years. You so this was eight years ago, and then you did one. <laughs> the latest version is you you just did this over winter break. Yeah, I felt like it was time to release another hit single. You know. Does it just come to your head and you just say, "I'm gonna practice this"? Like, what what are the thought process for eight it, it years? It does not. I. It took me eight years to write this new one. There's just finally time to release it. Um, I couldn't do any sort of freestyle. Like, I have to meticulously plan out what to say, like, try to write it over a beat, and, you know, it still doesn't come out great, but I mean, it comes I, out. Anybody listening at home, if you don't, if you haven't, pause, search that, play that, because I'm telling you, like, it's talent, it's awesome, um, it's all about math, it's exciting, because I love how passionate you are about math, and I love how easy it is for you, because I just picture your brain like a giant calculator, and you're just punching in numbers at all times and strategizing and thinking of everything. Yeah, so with this one, I tried to make it, a, it's called Nightmare Before Exam, I tried to make it about like all the funny stuff that kind of drives teachers crazy sometimes, like kids forgetting a pencil every day when they come into class, or um, asking to go to the bathroom right as the bell just rang and funny stuff like that. And I tried to get inside the mind of a student. You know, they sit down and they see a long test and they're like, oh, Mr. Fawcett made it as hard as possible again. It's like, well. It, it does bring a point is that you do have super high expectations, but it's one of the things that your AP students all pass. And like, that's something that you just go back to and you just realize like, you have to have that rigor. If you don't have it, you won't pass the exam. So like, that's something that honestly, you should be truly proud of. But the Emergency Podcast is not necessarily about what a great teacher you are, even though you're legendary. It's really about the ACT, which I know you didn't realize that's why I wanted to record this podcast, but you took the ACT. Mr. Davis, who I really wanted him here tonight, but he can't join us. We'll have to have a special with both of you guys on here, but we have to talk about the results because it was a little bit of trash talk, a little bit of assumptions there. As far as the math score, what did you get? So I did get a 36 on math, zero questions wrong, which to be fair, like I, I needed that. If I had gotten a couple questions wrong, I would have been uh, pretty disappointed in myself. And then the overall score? Yeah, so I was more so, I, I kind of figured I'd get a 36 in math, but uh, I was pretty happy with my other scores. Got a 35 in English, 35 in reading. Uh, my science brought me down, which was a 33. So wasn't able to get that 36 composite score, but I did end up with a 35, which I'll take. And I was thinking like, if I went into the ACT exam, at least when I was in high school, it was in a big giant room and there was all these people in there. And I was just thinking like, if I went in there now and I try to take the test with you guys, they'd be like, what is this old man doing? And I realized People probably thought you were a college student. I think they thought we were out of place, and I don't. I think they were like, "What are these two guys doing?" Because <laughs> me and Mr. Davis were in line together. We checked in together, and the lady was kind of looking at us like, "What? You in the right spot?" And we're like, 
Yeah. Yeah, we're trying it's, to get into college. It's Wait, you already have a degree? Yeah, I'm not. We're just trying to prove ourselves we're competitive. We just, we just go around trying to find places where we can pay to take tests. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and if uh, teachers don't get paid enough, and then you go, I'm going to go spend some money on taking an exam. Um, without disclosing too much of it, because um, we will have Davis in here to talk about his specific scores, but the competition, did you win? Did he win? Who won the overall? I did take the uh, ACT championship belt uh, for myself. There was not a tie. There was not I, a tie. I, this I was you. And, clear, so. and that's pretty exciting. I mean, that's something you should be proud it of. It is exciting. I, uh, I'm i happy to give it away to any other teacher that wants to sign up and take the ACT test. Uh, tell you what, if you if you beat my score, I will pay for your test and give you the championship belt and give you the championship belt. We've got to order a championship belt for you. That's what it's coming down to. And and then we just watched the uh, Follies play, and that was absolutely amazing. They highlighted us by making fun of us, saying that uh, our muscles were fake. I think I think that's is that what you took out of the, the that part of the play? I I don't know what was going on. I kind of missed what they said. I just heard my name, and I was like, maybe they're making fun of me. Maybe they're making me look good. I don't know. It was funny. The uh, students were so excited afterwards, though, with both of us there. Yeah, like, they I, were making fun of both of us. Then then they started talking about, like, who's stronger, and then you smiled, and all of them said you. I've never seen that before. Before They all just assumed you were... I was like, no, he, just because he smiled doesn't mean that he won. Eh, it's ridiculous. I don't know if they said I was stronger. They just said something about a jawline, and apparently that's good enough uh, for... Apparently the Superman jawline, or Batman jawline? What what uh, would you say? Either one. Either one I either think one? is okay. So um, another thing, and so we talked about the ACT, we talked about the, the Follies. Afterwards, we went in there and we did some dips. Right now, Shepard has the record for the most dips in a row. For people listening at home, we have a dip machine and we just do 10 reps and then we stop and then we go again and we go again and we just see how many sets we can do. Shepard right now has 33. We lost count because eventually it was just me and you going back and forth every 20 seconds on this, but you won that one. I don't know how many we did. We've got to be in the 20s though. It was definitely in the 20s. Uh, we'll get a competition with all three of us there and see who's the last man standing for sure. If it's just the three of us, it will be you two standing because I, my arms, like, I know you said I could push through on that last one, but I'm telling you, like, my arms, I can barely, I tried to open the door and you thought I'm joking, but I literally tried to open the door and my arm gave out. Like, my arms are so flimsy right now. I'm in so much, I'm not joking, I'm in so much pain. And I think about this as a 40-year-old man. What am I doing trying to compete with you guys? I know you're not 20. But everybody assumes that you're 20 years old. My Just... body is that of a 45-year-old man. So I I may look like I'm not 45, but my my body, uh, it's too many injuries to count. So I'm just happy to be able to out, be out there competing in what I can. Uh, let's take this back to Follies, though. I mean, you got to give a shout-out to those guys. They're unbelievable. Um, I think sometimes you may go to school performances and just be like – Oh, like I'm just going to support the kids. Like, no, like I, this was worth my time. Like I'm happy to come and support. I was laughing, you know, all the, throughout the entire 90 minute show. And it's just really cool to see a student production, uh, be able to keep you engaged and to make you have fun, uh, for that amount of time. So shout out to all of them. There's so many we could list. Um, oh yeah. I mean, like we have the whole thing here and like a bunch of them, like Magnus Hudson, we had a whole bunch of them come afterwards and just talk to us and then actually went to the weight room with us. Um, but like the Follies, Miss Jacobs, she did such an amazing job having the students as the leaders in the in the classroom, um, having people in the lights. Um, Everly was doing the lights. She did an amazing job. Like Bailey and the deck crew, like there were so many kids that were on the outside doing it. And then the kids that were performing, making everybody laugh. I mean, I've been to it now twice. We're going to go to it again a third time. My son, who's actually in the studio right now, Reese, you want to say hi to everybody? Hello. <laughs> that was an odd hello. Um, Reese, you want to see it again? 
Hello. All right. So we're going to go see that again. I'm, I'm so excited about it. I mean, it's it's so exciting to see how excited the kids get when it comes to doing um, these performances. But yeah, like the did you have a favorite act in the play? Did you have one that scene that you absolutely loved? My favorite act. Uh, I don't know if it was by far, but probably it was real short and it was two girls acting like they were boys and, you know, doing like, oh, we like sports and like jumping around and making and fun of and them. It was it was it was just really funny because it was spot on. Um, so shout out to those those two um, girls and the two guys who were also in there. But uh, that was probably the one that I thought was the funniest. Yeah. So uh, afterwards, Hudson was like he, he his favorite was when he did the French accent. He's oh, I'm doing a magic trick. And then he disappears and takes their money from them. Um, I, I don't know. My, my personal favorite. Um, I don't know why I liked it so much, maybe just because of the action. But I love the Peter Pan. I don't know. It's short, sweet, but I like the acting. I thought they did an amazing job of I even recorded that one and sent that to the administration chat that we have because I thought they did a great job of doing the whole play, making it funny, and then having the shadow behind, like, kind of doing odd things. I thought it just – I don't know. That one just stuck out maybe because of the characters. But I love the Muppet one, the – or the, the – what was that? The, the Harry the, Potter one. That, right. Which one was the one where they had the bomb that was going – that went there? What was that one? The Harry Potter one Is that, where they had the Muppets behind, and they were saying, like, Dumbledore and – Oh, that's what that was? I think that was I just – I thought they were just making noises. I had no <laughs> idea that there was a reference other than – I know it, it said Harry something Potter. about Harry, Harry Potter, Potter yeah. but it was a fire guy. It wasn't. Yeah, yeah, they weren't like Harry Potter things, but they were the names that they were saying were Harry Potter characters. I just thought they made up words. I don't know <laughs> Harry Potter stuff enough to know like what is it? What do they call them? The, because they kept on talking about them. They said a, a muggle. A I, muggle. A muggle. Yeah. So a muggle like there's witches and wizards, and then there's muggles. I I'd have man. Are you is, a Harry Potter fan? Do I you? am, and I I I can't remember whether a muggle is just a human and not a witch, or if it's like. Somebody who was born from parents who were – one was a witch or a wizard and the other one was a human. I think that's it. But, man, I, I, I'm disappointed. So I don't remember. All of the people that have had Miss Pete's as a teacher in sixth grade, yeah. we were at the Stat Development Day, and they called themselves some kind of Harry Potter name. And then I didn't know what they were talking about until I was like – I mispronounced it, and she was – like I've never seen a human being get more mad because she was like, you don't know the Harry Potter stuff? And I was like, no, I don't know. But I mean like I know like the Hobbits and all the other stuff that go in there, but yeah. I don't know – like them and then she got so mad because she was like the hobbits that's lord of the rings like she was so angry at me i've never seen a human being get more angry i thought like i had said something like i guess it's like if you're a harry potter person like you know all these terms like it's a normal thing but it's not normal just so you know those are not terms that normal human beings use on a daily basis that they call themselves these i've watched all the, i've tried to watch all the movies but i've fallen asleep in every single one of them I I just I don't know what it is that I just couldn't get into it, but I did watch the Fantastic Beast and I thought that was a little bit better, but sure. I just never really got into Harry Potter. The books were I read the books first before I watched the movies, and the books the books were phenomenal. I read them as a college student because I didn't read them when they came out. I think my parents didn't even let me read them, but uh, books were really really good, easy reads, but like a lot of good stuff going on. Um, I think one of the best things about this whole Follies play is you see people take on like Hudson, he's taken on eight different roles throughout the entire thing and all are like different characters. Uh, same thing, just shouting out two students from my class, uh, Madison and Hannah. Um, you know, in class, they're a little bit more reserved, the great students, but I saw like six different sides of them during the play and it was hilarious. I was falling out of my chair laughing uh, what they were doing. So I think that was cool. It's like 90 seconds of a bunch of different types of uh, acts. Yeah, it's really exciting to see kids, especially like if you feel like they're in a shell kind of because they have good behavior and they never really talk and they're just academics. And then you see how talented they are when they go up there on that stage, because 
and it's the same thing with a lot of the the students that were on that stage that have been in the they're in the choir or they're in the band or um, especially in Mr. Sanchez's class. I have to give them a shout a shout out because they actually made a band called the, or a song called the Foglerites because they're playing it because they always play the music practicing when I'm walking through the hallway and I'm like, how cool would it be if there was like some ominous song going on out there yeah. while I'm walking a student to the dean's <laughs> office? And so they started making a joke about it, but then they started playing like a specific song and I can't remember what it is, but I thought it was hilarious that it's like if they're practicing out. Out there they see me coming and then they put on a song that it's out there so it is super exciting so we can't go any further without coming up with the latest update on the game night or whatever we're going to call that event night how is that going are the students getting excited about this so we're just finishing our circles unit which is the unit before our probability unit so i've kind of just uh talked about it with the students just a little little bit to kind of break the ice with them um, once we get back from spring break then I'll have some stuff to really get them excited. I'll tell them what they're going to be doing. Um, and then hopefully like four weeks after spring break, we have the big casino night at the school. But I, I, I honestly, like I've been creating games myself just to show students what I'm kind of looking for from them. And I've had fun doing like I've had fun kind of creating them and breaking them down. So hopefully the students do as well. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I was especially when we we're talking about this with our the, all the administrators and we were talking about this, like how fun this night could be because it's all it's based on probability so the kids are having to learn math and then they're creating the actual game so they have to actually think about the structure of this and then make sure that it's efficient and there's not like loopholes in it or ways for people to calculate that and with how your brain works you'll be able to see it right away and they're going to be responsible for running the game so they have to know you know if somebody bets ten dollars on this they've got to pay out that person but there could be eight people betting at the same time right and they've got to keep track of everything so um it'll be tough for them but it'll be fun for them and um, hopefully I'm just there to supervise along with other teachers, but we'll kind of be hands off, I think. Do you have any students in your class that you feel like have that brain like yours where they just, ca- they think math in their heads? I think there's a lot. Uh, some students, I do a lot of mental math in my class, uh, like on block days as like a break and we just go around, I give them various mental math problems to do. And, um, you just see some kids who've got a good talent for it. Uh, I'll just shout out Magnus because he's he was also in Follies today. He he loves mental math. He'd like to play it every day if we could, but he, he's got a brain where he can do calculations very, very quickly. And um, some students like doing it, some students don't, but um, I think it's a useful skill regardless. Yeah. And, and I mean, you're giving a shout out to Magnus. Magnus was also the game master um, yeah. in Mr. Walton's honors eighth grade uh, history class. So, I mean, he's definitely he has a definitely a brain for thinking of different things. And I'm really excited to see where he goes because he just announced after the Follies thing that he is going to stay here for high school. Yeah. So I really want the that's I think the overall goal of the school is to get the, the middle school students because we're a five star to really want to stay here and and go to high school here and create like that culture of learning and excitement. And Magnus is a perfect leader of somebody who you really want to be there and and become a leader of the school. Yeah, if we can make it pretty fluid for them going from eighth grade to ninth grade uh, and upwards through high school, I think they'll want to stay. And and so we have to have some the hard hitting questions. We already had you've already done the hard hitting questions. And I feel like we're at the point where we kind of have to like go to season two soon. Sure. Um, and so it's a new year, new season, and we got to come up with with some with some new unique questions. But I do want to highlight this, that I was watching Young Rock. And during the episode of The Young Rock, The Young Rock is the... You've already lost me. I don't know what that is. Young Rock. Do you know who The Rock is? The wrestler? Yes. Dwayne The Rock Johnson? Yes. He's like the greatest WWE wrestler of all time. I know who he is. Yeah. You might know him as an actor, but I know him as a wrestler. But anyways, they have a TV show where he's running for president, and it's it's called The Young Rock. And in that episode, they had this whole debate between who is the greatest action hero. And I was like, oh, my <laughs> gosh, it's perfect. And who are the top two? 
Sylvester Stallone and Arnold Schwarzenegger. And they started talking about the characters that they were fighting. So I did want to highlight that. But we got to think of like, maybe you could help us come up with a, what, is, do you have any idea for what is a good hard hitting question that we could ask people that would get everybody excited about that could create a debate? Is it like, what's the greatest book? Is it like the greatest song of all time? Is there any idea for what you would, you think there would be a debate question that I, people would get excited about? I think it should maybe be a philosophical question. Um, you know, something like, I mean, probably not down this road, but something similar, like, you know, you're on the tracks and, you know, there's a person over here, you've got to stop a train, but it's got to go down one of the tracks, right? Do you do you send it down the track with three of your family members or do you send it down the track with a hundred people you don't know? Oh my gosh. Um, if any of the eighth grade students are listening to this, that's one of Mr. Walton's moral dilemmas. It's literally... That when he was when we were teaching together at Shadow Ridge, we created all these moral dilemmas, and and that's called the trolley experiment. Yeah, it's an actual one. You know about that, yeah. but the it it asks those unique questions of like what would you do in this situation, or like if you're on the Titanic, who would be like like how would what would you do? Like do you go down with the ship? How do you figure out a way off of it? Or you go to an island? It's like what would you take to the island? I think those are all like those unique those cool questions. So we'll have to we'll have to figure out something like that because we got to come up with some some good hard-hitting questions so that when we do this podcast again and miss wagner joins me again we have some like really hard-hitting questions for season two so like maybe this will be our last episode of this season and then next episode will be the next season and it will be all done all in studio 101 still so we're building a new studio for this podcast specifically (laughs) that's the goal the goal is that we build an actual studio for people listening at home that have and um, all the good students that are listening at home that have never even been in my office before they don't even know about the dean's office we're just recording off of a cell phone it's changed so much in the days of of recording podcasts but we're definitely working on maybe a new location for the somerset sky point podcast here here's the thing what if what if i buy the equipment like you know you get the you get like the joe rogan setup Studio going right you got the headphones on each person has their own mic you got somebody doing production over there can we get that going so we can do like 90 minute podcasts where we can just go back and forth about anything we're not time constrained see like I'm, I'm so interested in that because like i i when we very first like going through the history of the podcast and i talked about it we were very scripted mm-hmm. and i think that was the fear you know I'm, i was new and i had this idea of a, i wanted to bring a podcast on and i think after a couple of episodes mr Espen was like okay i see the vision of this is just trying to have a conversation and bring people in and talk about random things, all things Somerset, and just have a natural organic conversation just like Joe Rogan. Joe Rogan's podcasts go sometimes three hours, and they go all over the place. So yeah. there would be definitely a unique thing if we had like maybe just some like some ideas of like some random topics that we wanted to talk about. Um, I, I definitely think it'd be you would be the perfect guest because you think in those guest? modes. You, you mean co-host. Oh! Co-host. Oh! I didn't realize that we you're can, the co-host of this the podcast and bring on guests. You 100%. The only problem is is that our the schedule. Like it would almost yeah. we have to do it after school then, but I would be totally game to do a podcast and then just come up there and maybe we'd like maybe this could be the beginning of our spin-off series and it's just like our podcast and we do it after school and we just talk about like the random things cuz we could incorporate sports then and do some stuff so it's kind of a fun conversation right now because I feel like we're – that's what I love about the podcast. We like you're making video. I want to do video too you know, because you know, you got Joe Rogan's. He's got the video going if you want to. Sometimes they can pull up stuff from the screen. Man, so many good ideas for season two. That is – we got to do it. We're going to have to build this studio, have the screen. People can actually see the conversations taking place. We're going to have to do that. Or – so either season two or we do – 
two different ones. I'm gonna maybe play with we, that. Maybe in my we head. started in August or something. We've, we take and the then we sit there and we and, we, and I mean and maybe you could do the music for like the intro because that's the other thing is like Joe <laughs> Rogan has a. You didn't think I was going to ask you this live on the podcast. <laughs> People listening at home, you should see it his face. It takes me eight years to come up with a rap. I can't come up with one. We only need, we only need one, though, and it'll be forever. It'll just be okay, the introduction. Okay, okay. Fair, yeah, we yeah, could do enough. it together, except for I'm not talented in making uh, audio stuff. I, I'm sure there's a student that would like to to write the intro music for our oh, podcast. There, let's lay out a challenge right now for any students that are listening at home. That's how we'll finish this podcast. Absolutely. We are laying out the challenge. Come up with some intro music so that when we start season two next week, that we have intro music that we have together and we start these podcasts and let's start recording. Is that going to be, can we do this? Are you, are you good with this, Mr. Fawcett? I, I, my, I will make time for whatever we need to do. This Absolutely. is why I appreciate you and you see the vision that I have. Like I, I know you see this as we can make this special. So again, like I can't thank you enough for what you do. Um, for the people, you're, you're a humble person, which it's crazy to me. You are though, because <laughs> you're way more modest than I am because you don't talk about all the things you do at this school. You're the soccer. You haven't even talked about doing middle school soccer. You haven't talked about that at all. Like you're the middle school soccer coach. You do this. You work hard every single day. You're here. You always dress well. You're always on time. You're always smiling. You're so positive. You're a rigorous teacher. Your test scores are amazing. Like it, if I can't tell you enough how much the, this administration appreciates everything that you do. And now co-host of the podcast. I love it, man. I, I managed to weasel my way in there. That you was, did. It was, that was it, what I wanted it to was, do. I didn't realize that was where it was going. <laughs> you, I, thought, you thought you were stringing me along. Little did you know that I was stringing you along. Well, I was wondering when you offered You're like, yeah, let's buy all this equipment. And I was like, that's such a nice, generous offer. Oh, you're now – it's going to – eventually it's just going to be the James Fawcett no, podcast. No, no, no. Honestly, this is like my favorite thing is coming in here just talking with you about all the cool ideas we have for the school. I mean – Seriously, it, like it, it is mine too, though, because bouncing ideas off you, because the way you think, like the way my vision is, is like get kids excited, get them competition, have that high rigor and it makes them successful. All the students that talk to me that like have moved on, they all say that is like the positivity and then the rigor of making sure that like I believed in them, but I pushed them. That's what you do. That's why I, I see eye to eye with you on so many things. So again, Mr. Fawcett, thank you so much for joining the podcast until next week for season two. We got to come we up go. with a name for it. <laughs> we will. We will. All right. We'll see you guys next week. See ya.